This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. When it comes to money, men tend to take more risk and don't save for emergencies. Men use money as a scorecard and can struggle with self-esteem when there are financial problems. Men are raised in large part to be providers. When they feel they're not providing or their provisions aren't up to snuff, insecurities seep in. These insecurities aren't just about their own self-worth, but also their worth as boyfriends, husbands, or fathers. Men are also more likely to define themselves solely by their work, which can be especially painful in a troubled economy. Today's returning guest is Douglas Reprical, founder and COO of Agape Adoption Agency of Arizona Incorporated. Brother Douglas, welcome back to the Father Matters Show. Thanks, Vince. I'm so happy to be here, man. Man, a while back, you and I went to lunch and we started talking about men and money and how so many men are struggling with finances today. Yeah. Struggling with bills, their family, and so much more because of money. Why is it so hard for us as men to talk about money? Vince, oh, my brother, when we talk about men and money, mm-hmm. money so often to us men becomes our definition or our defining you know, we're defined. We can see a man driving by in a sweet-looking Jag with some nice wheels and, you know, oh, man, he's got it made. Or we see a dude driving a big old Cadillac Escalade with the big 22s and, you know, it's all pimped out and looking good. Say, so, oh, that brother, he's rolling, you know. And so we, as a society, begin to identify and think that success is the things that we're carrying around or the diamond rings that we got flashing on our fingers or the, the suit, the custom suit that we have or, or the not-so-custom that we try to make look custom. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So we begin to identify other people by what we interpret is successful to them. And so we then turn around. We're, we want to mimic them. We want to drive a nice car like that. I want to wear the nice suit like that. I want to have those kind of shoes because if that's success in him, then when people look at me, they're going to see how successful I am. When the reality is the things that we produce or purchase or obtain with money is not our definition. Come on. We are not defined by what we have. We are defined by who we are. And if we will get our eyes off of what we have and start looking at who we are, then God says we are a man after his own heart. That's what he told David. That's right. And so if we can begin to see ourselves as what we are instead of what we have, we'll change things in our lives. And then our priorities begin to change. You know, I'm 50 years old. I'm not a I'm not a kid anymore. Yes, I got grandbabies and babies and all of it. You know, I've it's it's incredible what God has blessed me with. But I struggled with my identity 
for years. Vince, I'll tell you, I grew up in church. My right. dad and mom was a pastor. They started a church, and so I grew up under the front pew of church. And so my my parents had an element of success, but I grew up looking at preachers. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that was the ultimate, man. If you was a pastor, you, you, you were rolling. You was doing good. And I began to look at the cars that a pastor drove and the suits that a pastor drove and the kind of shoes they wore, all the kind. And so I began, as a young child, begin to set my identity and my definition of successful uh, of a successful man by what he did and his possessions. And so when I grew up, I thought I needed to do the same thing. But I didn't want to be a pastor. I saw the heartaches my mom and daddy had. I didn't want nothing to do with that. Yeah, I said, yes. oh, no, 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 no. I'll be, I'll be the music minister. Yeah. That way I don't have to take the responsibility. But I fell into that same trap. Then I wanted to be the music director like somebody else was. Yes. Well, that one gets paid X number of dollars. And look at the kind of car he's driving. So, you know, if I'm going to be successful, i got to have one of those too. I got to have that kind of microphone or I got to have this or I got to have that. You see, we're always constantly comparing mm-hmm. with somebody else mm-hmm. when our real mirror is Jesus Christ himself. That's right. That's who we should be looking and see what our reflection is in his eyes. That's right. I, 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 I heard one of my mentors say that that the poor keep score by clothes and cars. The middle class keeps score by degrees and titles. The wealthy keep score by bank accounts and not just bank accounts by money, but bank accounts with their family, bank accounts with their health, bank accounts with savings and being a, a, a great person, a great person of God. And I think we do get our priorities mixed up a lot. Sure. We got people buying things that we can't afford to impress people we don't know or like. That's and, right. And, and, and then when we look at those people in those cars, we don't realize that they're the ones that's got to pay the seven, $800 a month mm-hmm. for that vehicle. Yeah. And then you, you hear, we get guys when they come to the workshops and, they, you know, they, they share all these issues and all these hurts. And then the more and more you listen, I listen to what they're not saying. Right. And most of the time what they're not saying is that they didn't dug themselves in debt. Exactly. Dug ourselves in debt, trying to pretend that we had accomplished something that we may not have accomplished. I even had a pastor tell me, and fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that felt good to me. I said, okay, I can do that, until I couldn't pay the bills any longer. Until I had to file bankruptcy, because there was no way out. Until... until you had to file bankruptcy. I had to file bankruptcy. See? You know, and and I felt horrible about that. So I, I said, okay, I'll start over again. But you know what? Because my heart and my mind hadn't changed, everything was wiped clean. In seven years' time, oh, here's a credit card yes, with a $100 limit. Now you got the $250 limit. Now yeah. up and up and up. You know what, Vince? In a matter of seven or eight years, I was in the exact same position that I was in the first time I yes. filed bankruptcy. Yes. And I didn't know how to get out. So unfortunately, I did it again. Yes. I'm not happy about that. Right. That's not, that's not, but I only say that because I'm trying to be real. But, and, and, and men need to understand I was still chasing something that I wasn't. Instead of looking at and seeing who I was... And being the man that God's called me to be. Yes. You know, I still like nice cars. I finally said, I got a, I got a really nice car. I've had every kind of car you can imagine. Yes. You know, finally it got to me, nine mile a gallon, 
at $3.95 a gallon. I was spending more buying gas for that Escalade truck than, than, than the truck was worth. So I said, wait a minute, something's got to change yeah. here. Because now then I realize what's more important than what I drive or what I wear yeah. or what people think about me. First of all is what God thinks about me. Second of all is what my family is going to think about me. And third of all, the heritage that I leave for my family. Yes. I've got two baby boys, a two-year-old and a three-year-old. Yeah. I'm not going to be here, you know, another, God bless me, I maybe get another 40 years in yeah, my life. Yeah, yeah. But sometime we have to begin to look at, quit looking at ourselves and look at what are, what kind of legacy am I going to leave for my family right. and my children? How am I going to take care of this wife and these children should something happen to me? That's, right. That's more important to me now. The, you said earlier, you're 50 years old, I'm 46 years old. And brother, uh, Father Matters is 17 years old this year. And when I first started Father Matters, it took me seven years before I even saw a paycheck. Because everything I was bringing in, working my full-time job, I was giving it to the ministry. And I had a window for about two years, and it started rolling in, brother. And I felt years ago that I needed to uh, uh, get everything that I sacrificed for, stuff. Um, I need to catch up. I sacrificed. I need this. And, 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 and brother, what, what was happening is I was climbing up the wrong ladder, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, like you said, I'm 46, man. I got five kids at home. My kids are going to need me when they're 46. Right. And my bank account of health, my right. bank account of a sane mind. Right. And I just shared with, I shared with you early, man. I, with, within the ministry, uh, I just lost a, a, a major grant, a major grant, brother, to, to continue on doing what we're doing with God's work. But, my wife and I, we're going to be all right, brother, because we live a very simple life. Mm-hmm. And this ministry and what we're doing is, is God's calling. And I shared that with you. You said, Vance, God knows what he's doing. That's right. You see what I mean? That's right. I'm going to keep on keeping on. Right. And, and I'm sharing this about me. And I thank you for sharing it about you with the bankruptcy. I, too, back in 97, filed for bankruptcy, yeah. brother. You know, and. And it's one of those things we've got to unzip our hearts and sure. share this with me. See, the enemy didn't want me to say, Brother Doug, I, I, I lost the grant. I don't know what's going to happen. That's what the enemy wanted me to do. Keep it to myself and tell you everything is fine. Praise right, God, brother. Right, right. But I shared with you exactly. because I know you care about me. Absolutely. And, and, and we together care about all the men that's listening yeah. to this, brother. Yeah. I'm tired of getting a phone call from somebody, a, a, a wife who said, my husband just went and spent $4,000 on a flat screen television to finance it just mm-hmm. because it's football season. Right, right, right. Yeah. Let me ask you, brother, why is it important for men to have a savings account? It's important, Vance, because, first of all, we have to have, you know, the emergencies are going to come up. God. The washing machine going to break. Sheesh. The tire going to blow out. You're going to get a flat tire. The, something going to happen in the transmission. If we don't prepare for those things that are going to happen called life, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then we get caught in a trap. When that thing comes up and we can't fix it, we have to finance it. Okay? Then we're we're caught. So we need to have savings up front. We need to be able to take care of a problem when it comes up, not have to look to a credit card and pay interest. On something that we don't have. And, and you know, talking about credit cards. Used right, they can be okay. But if we use credit card to go buy, buy a dinner sometime because we don't have the cash to buy that dinner, we're going to pay $50 on a credit card. Then we, we're going to pay the interest on that. That dinner going to cost us 
Who knows how much? Double. Because we don't know when we're going to pay for it. Chances are we're going to pay the minimum on that credit card bill when it comes in. Yes. Okay, because we think that's free money. That ain't free money. Right. That's eating your lunch. Right. That's eating my lunch. So what's important is that we quit thinking that we have to be something that we're not. Come on. And we use the resources that God gives us, and we manage them wisely. And we begin to build in something for tomorrow. Yes. And be faithful with little. Be faithful. Brother, I can't even talk enough about faithfulness. You know, I talking about being good stewards. We've been talking about that in our church, about being good stewards of what God has given us and understanding right. that God has given us everything. Yes. It's not ours anyway. It's his. He owns it all. Yes. So if we honor him with, in our faithfulness with what he's given us, he can continue to give us more. Yes. Because the Bible says that he that's been faithful in a few things will be the ruler over many. So that tells me that God's interested in what we do with the little that we have. Yeah. We think, oh, I, well, my, my dollar tithe ain't, ain't going to make a difference because it's just a dollar. Yeah, it, it does. Will. It, will. it does to God. Yes. Because it's saying to him, hey, I'm putting you first. I'm making you first in my finances. And when we make him first in our finances, then he's going to honor that. So I know we didn't come in here to get in a Bible study about tithe no. and offering, but it's important. Yeah, no, no, we're going to talk about it. It is important. Yeah, that's the plan of God. And if we can't accept that this is his kingdom, this is his earth, we are his children, then we're going to live by his plan. That's right. It's when we go contrary to his plan that we get ourselves in trouble. Yes, and and, and I'm guilty of that. I've been guilty of we that. We all are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and to this day, at times, I'm still guilty of that. Sure. And this is why I want, and, and ladies, don't play this back for your husband or your boyfriend and say, listen to this. He'll listen to it. He'll hear it. But at the same time, this is for that brother that's just struggling heavy on his heart. Man, it is okay. It is okay to trade down that car. It is okay to, to, to you know, get a smaller house. Sure. You know, we need to realize that it's okay, man. And don't do this on your own because you will be isolated. And once the enemy isolates you, he will put crap in your head. That now you need to hit the bottle. Now you need to hit pornography. Now, right. now you need to do something to medicate. Don't go nowhere. We're going to take it even deeper after this. But to let you know, you're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims. And today's guest is Douglas Reprical, founder and COO of Agape Adoption Agency. And we're talking about a man and his money. Anybody wanna fall in love hey, Father Matters Show family. Will you show us some love? We want the Father Matters Show to be your community and family resource program by providing you right now answers for right now issues. Become a Father Matters Show champion by liking Father Matters on Facebook. If you miss us Saturday night, log on to blogtalkradio.com, soundcloud.com, or fathermatters.org and share the Father Matters Show with your friends and family. Thank you. And we're back with returning guest Douglas Reprical, founder and COO of Agape Adoption Agency of Arizona Incorporated. If you missed our segment, go to blogtalkradio.com, go to fathermatters.org. We had a powerful show uh, last month about the impact of adoption. You need to hear that show. You need to hear that show. You need to hear that show. Um, also, uh, uh, um, Tune in every Tuesday 
to fathermatters.org on the father I'm sorry to the Father Matters show nationally on blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. Today we're talking about a man and his money. Fellas, Christmas is right around the corner. You know, we're thinking about getting all these expensive toys and expensive gifts. We need to realize when February, March come, you will get that bill. And your kids done already broke up everything anyway or wore out the clothes. So we're talking about a man and his money. Uh, uh, Douglas, right off the top, what does God say about a man and his money, brother? Well, Vance, I want to say that what God says about a man and his money is completely opposite of what we say about man and his money. Mm. When we think of man and his money, we think of his money as his identity. When God talks about his money, it's the fruit of his labor. It's what he has worked in the field to bring home. God talks a lot about money in the Bible, and it talks about it being what we have created, what we have put our hands to, to bring in to care for our families, to care for our children. And so money's very important to God. It's not, a light, it's not lightly covered in the Word of God. It's, it's a heavy matter. Mm-hmm. However, what we have done is we have changed it around and thinking that it's what, you know, it's the car he drives, it's the clothes he wears, it's all those finer places he goes. But that's not what God says. God says that it's a tool, mm-hmm. it's a treasure to care for and minister to the people that you need to minister to, That's your right. family, yes. people in your neighborhood, the widows, the poor, the poor, the orphanage, the orphanage. You know what? I'll just throw this out there. Go ahead. This is just my, my own little thing. But I believe that if if we as the church of the living God did with our money what God has commanded us to do with our money, we wouldn't need the welfare system. Mm-mm. We wouldn't need the Social Security Administration because the church of the living God would be able to do the work of the church of the living God, and we would be able to take care of all of those needs. And instead of those people having needs going to the government for a handout, they could come to the church for a hand up. That's right. That's right. Have their needs met and their lives changed. Douglas, how can we convince a man that being financially responsible is more important than impressing strangers with the things he buys? Vance, My pastor says this to me all the time, that a man persuaded against his will Mm. is of the same opinion still. We can't change anybody's opinion. I can't change your mind. I can't change anybody that's listening to to me today's mind. But I can hopefully give you some rays of hope that might cause you to think about something, Mm -hmm. and you begin to take that seed that's placed in your heart, and it begins to grow, and it begins to produce something that can bring about a change Mm -hmm. in a man's life. Mm -hmm. But until we see money the way that God sees money, and until we utilize that gift or that reward money for our work— the way that God has called us to use it and give it, we're going to be struggling on our own because that's exactly what we are, on our own. Douglas, right now, there's a brother listening to this show, and he is in debt up to his ears. Uh, 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 Like I said at the top of the show, uh, insecurities seeping in. Um, His self-worth, struggling, afraid, man. Out of love from our heart to his heart. 
what can we say to him right now? There's hope. You're not at the end of the road. There's a tomorrow. There's chances to change. Anything that was doesn't have to continue to be. Tomorrow's a new day. The Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. So there's always a place to change. The word of the Lord tells us that he always provides a way of escape. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that we get to escape the bad decisions we've made, because if we've made decisions, those decisions unfortunately come with consequences. So we may have to pay those consequences, Mm -hmm. but that's okay because he, God, will give us strength to go through that situation. But there's always a place and a time to change. Today is the time. Today is the place to start making a new decision. Start doing things different. Stop thinking that the car you drive is the most important thing in your life. Stop thinking that the clothes you wear are the most important thing in your life. And start seeing your money as a tool, I said tool, for you to do and you to become the person that God has created you to be. He didn't create you to be something fake. He didn't create you to fake it till you make it. He created you to be you from the very beginning, and you is all you can ever be is you. I can't be Vance Sims. All I can be is Douglas Reprogal. So I got to be the the best Douglas Reprogal I can be. Let you be the best Vance you can be. Together, we can do what God's called us to do. And when we come together like that, we can do great things. Yeah, and and, and, and I'm receiving that myself, brother, because I shared with you last month. I, the, the ministry of Father Matters got hit hard and it's, you know, rattled me. But we've got to pick up. And, and, and you say your pastor, your pastor is my pastor. And I want the people to know this brother is the worship leader at our wonderful church, River of Life yeah. in Phoenix, Arizona. And I appreciate this brother. I appreciate our pastor, Pastor Brian, Pastor Lee, everybody, Brother Ron, Tulsa, all these awesome powers, Sister Leslie, Miss Penny Pace. And we need that community. And I left a voicemail that morning on Pastor Lee's voicemail letting him know I was discouraged. I just found this out. I might have to counsel the event, counsel the event. But see, that's what the enemy didn't want me to do. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. And, and and then I shared with you when we met, I got to the studio. I said, my heart is heavy, brother, though. Because, see, we've got to come to each other, unzip our hearts and come real and right. get real. We, we don't, don't beat ourselves up. No. No, because that's what we do. That's what I do. I feel like I failed my family. I feel like I failed my wife. Mm -hmm. And how can I fail my wife trying to do God's work? Right. Right. Just don't God. I needed to realize God don't need my help. Right. He doesn't need me to, you know, his steps. Right. All I need to do is follow him. You know what I mean? I I don't know the the thoughts of God. So stop trying to figure that out, brother. He wants our availability. Yes. That's all he wants. Yes. And when we say yes to him. Yes to his will, yes to his ways. We start saying yes to his way of money, his way of thinking, his way of doing. When we really, Vance, become his, he can be all the difference in our lives. He can create us to be the man that we really want to be, and we don't have a clue how to get there and be it. And it's not a facade any longer. Right. I I don't have to put on a facade. Come on. It don't matter what I wear. It only matters to it don't matter to God, it don't matter to nobody else. No. What matters is that my heart is right with God. Yeah. And that I'm doing what he called me to do. And that I'm saying yes 
And I said yes to him today to come to do this radio show, yes, yes. to talk to somebody. That's availability. Yeah. That's saying yes. And, and, and can we right now, Brother Doug, at the end of the show, can we invite that brother and his family to come to our church, hang out with me and you? Oh, We've got yeah. First Fridays. Well, what's the, tell them about the river. But the website, how can they? River of Life www.riveroflifeaz.com Check it out First Fridays An hour of power prayer God has called us to Where all the people of God Are coming together And we're spending an hour In intense Anointed Incredible prayer Sunday mornings Great services at 9 and 11 of celebration. There's classes and Wednesdays Bible studies. And Bible every, studies. Community Wednesdays where you have dinner and you do, you know, it's just incredible. Just say yes to God and let him create in you and make you the man and the father that he wants you to be. Because father matters. Father matters. Love you, brother Doug. Tune in next week. At the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.